Hi everyone and thank you for joining us at another episode here at Higher Fire Inspire. <laughs> and today I'm going to introduce our topic as a Women's Day special. I haven't really done one before. I actually haven't done anything women oriented uh before this but so this is the first one and uh, the topic that we're going to be discussing today is the rise of the rise of women entrepreneurs and today we're going to be telling the stack story so for people that haven't heard of the brand and i would be very surprised if you're a woman in india and you haven't heard of the jewelry brand because it's all over the internet it's all over instagram and uh, they have like these beautiful pieces that i always wish that i had all of them and i have been working with rashi who was one of the co-founders even before this even before she started stack and now she's joined with akriti who is the co-founder here at stack so i'm going to let the two lovely girls introduce themselves before we start and then i'll go into like i'll give a little brief about the topic about the industry about what we're going to talk about and then we'll go into like the q and a so girls please go ahead and introduce yourselves tell our audience a little bit about your journey how you started and you know what made you sort of start um, get into this yeah sure hi liz firstly thank you so much for doing this it's always nice to kind of share our story with a wider audience so i mean the way we really got into this is it's it's actually quite funny because rashi and me um have not really known each other as uh, very close friends right like we kind of knew each other as friends of friends and um when i i, I was in the us with my husband while he was studying and when we came back i um i was kind of just looking at you know what are the possibilities i can do and who are the people i can work with Yeah. and so rashi being the entrepreneur that she is was one of the first people i thought of and so we sat down and we started thinking of kind of what kind of industry we'd want to you know look into where where is there a gap that we can tap into and the the conversation somehow just got into jewelry where we really felt like um there's just no jewelry out there that you can just wear every day right like you are gifted jewelry in 18 karat gold um mostly when you get married or when there's like a special occasion and then that literally comes to you and it goes straight into your bank locker um so we we felt like there was this huge gap where you know we just wanted to have like simple designs um not too much hustle bustle just keep it really like simple stuff that you can wear casually every day not worry about it you know running with it, the the color running out or it um not not staying kind of gold um and so that's kind of how we came up with the concept of stack you know simple jewelry that you can just wear every day it's a gap that we highlighted more for ourselves than anything else and <laughs> amazing so it's, like it's, i would love this so why not just start a brand that do can- it Yeah 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 exactly yeah and that that's how it was because it was in conversation we were just like you know oh i feel this way and she said yeah actually i feel the same way yeah and then we just assume that there'll be if we extend it to like a broader market of people our age there's probably so many more people out there who women specifically obviously who yeah. feel the same way yeah and um and so that's how we just we got into it you know we didn't um of course there was the whole planning and strategizing and all of that but we just we said let's just start let's just do it small so we started off we didn't have a website we didn't have anything we just had um a guy who was making jewelry for us and we um launched on instagram we started selling on instagram we did like small offline pop-ups wow. and then it just kind of it it, it blew up yeah I didn't know that. I always thought you all had a website right from the get go. So that's cool and that also shows how Instagram is a really great platform to sort of try and test the market before if you don't want to invest anything right in the beginning. I know of a lot exactly. of brands that you know have tried that model of just selling through Insta store and actually getting some sort of feedback whether it actually works before they go and put in all their money into a website or a store or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah. just um it's a great test right and that really is the way that we would um anyone should kind of start it because you're kind of testing failing restarting yeah. testing failing restarting yeah. i think that's low investment to begin with so it's not mm-hmm. as intimidating for someone as well and with you know the way things are with instagram and at that this is now four and a half years ago and now <laughs> it's evolved right now like it's now a no brainer yeah 
Yeah, like Ashi, please, was just... also, before we get into this, I'd love for you, for you to like introduce yourself. Sorry to cut yeah, you off. Sure. I don't want people to like, you know, like Absolutely. I don't want to forget about and also by the way, I have to say this. Rashi is someone that I met at a BNI, you know, meeting. And I yeah, think like the only one I ever went for. Same, same. The only one I ever went for. And when I met her, she said that she had this brand called Gardner Street which I had already heard of because I am like, I drink green tea all the time. And when I moved to India from New Zealand, I remember it was so hard to find a good green tea brand. And I was like, oh my God, I met like the person <laughs> who makes the tea of my life. And so that's how we connected. And then he was very kind to give me the opportunity to work with her and hire for Gardner Street. And you know, when I started off Rashi, I don't know if you know this, uh, one of my, uh, the way I started Lisbon Careers was reaching out to brands that I actually loved. You know, I was like, yeah. I love to work with this brand. And that's also what made me sort of, you know, do that, the recruitment well, because I understood the brand. I understood the DNA of the brand. I really wanted to be a part of it as much as, you know, I could. So yeah, please, Rashi, please introduce yourself first and then we'll get into like all the meaty stuff. Yeah, so um. I mean, uh, I'm Rashi, the other half of uh, Stack. Um, we, you know, our journey obviously is very similar. Akriti's alluded to it, so I won't repeat myself. Um, but basically, my background is that um, I was, I did my MBA in the US, came to India, um, always wanted to start something of my own in the consumer sort of space. At that point, I thought tea was a gap. Yeah. Um, because like you said, right, there was it's very hard to just find like good quality, like green and herbal tea that you yeah. could just have at the end of the day or to like um wind off. I'm sipping on one actually as we speak. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that really was the gap. And um, so my expertise was more in the so when Akriti came in, I was actually just coming off. Um, I was looking at like exiting the business and I was kind of yeah. coming off it. So mm. it was a, I mean, it's really a fantastic coincidence and just shows you how the world works. Yes. Um, yes. We just had a dinner um, casually and Akhti brought it up and I was like, that sounds cool. Mm. Um, and then that really is how everything started. I think we were both on the same page. Um, we were bo- both also, I think, in a similar sort of life cycle, like everyone our age is, um, yeah. which where we were coming off like things that, junk in every aspect of the world right so whether mm. it's clothing mm. whether it's jewelry not owning like five thousand things which yeah. are cheap but yeah. just maybe like 50, 10 15 that are just high quality that will last you for a long long time yeah um, because you were just at that age where you were 27 28 you were like mature enough you you also didn't have time anymore right yeah. you to kind of um puts you didn't have time to like spend 45 minutes or should I wear blue or pink or whatever it was just okay what's easy but still I need to look elegant I need to look presentable to like because now I'm just the world takes me more seriously and I feel like that reflects in how you kind of take yourself and the decisions you make for yourself as well um so I think that really uh was why we got into like doing 18 karat jewelry so stuff that will last a long time it's timeless um yeah so that really is the journey of Stark, I think Akriti had more of the jewelry, the diamond, um, that kind of yeah. knowledge, that background, design. I mean, her aesthetic sense is obviously fantastic. Um, and uh, I had more of the e-commerce, the digital, all of that. Having done it with Gardner Street, having actually started something before, um, that's kind of our uh, where our sort of skill sets complemented each other in the beginning. You know, um, and girls, some of the stuff that you brought up, I didn't even think about. And that's why I love doing these podcasts because there's so much when you think of a business or a business idea or a successful business or the success of a business that has to do with the market, right? The culture. And I feel like India, we have this culture of collecting gold, of gifting gold, like Akriti rightly said, it is the first thing you think about when you want to gift um, a, a girl even when she's young right like as your yeah, girl exactly. child is born you give them like earrings and you're constantly giving them little pieces of gold like your mother will your grandmother will everyone will just and then your mother is collecting all of this gold until you're old enough to like give you little pieces and then they melt it down and I don't know if that that's the same in other cultures but with us it's a very very um like it's a very prominent thing right gold is like everyone's yeah. always thinking about investing in gold and I know like 24 karat is what everybody prefers but as you rightly said you know when you're at that age 27 25 27 you're starting to buy jewelry 
for yourself. You're not sort of buying junk jewelry on the street. You're like, okay, let me, you know, buy some pieces that I really like, but are also real because I'm like spending all this money and I want something that looks good, but also, um, you know, is is affordable. But if you go to, and I think a lot of young women are scared to go into like gold stores because they always associate gold with being very expensive or something that you do yeah. as like an older person, right? So this is also opening up that mentality of buying jewelry and actually buying something that's worth it, like you said, rather than just junk jewelry, 5,000 pieces and, you know, just being waste, like you said. And also one more thing is I feel like minimalism, right, in the last few years has really really come to the forefront of like just fashion in general you know I'm gonna go through some stats actually and you know I wanna I wanted to highlight a few things about women entrepreneurship of course but we are going to be talking about stack and how you guys overcame some of the challenges about just running a business in general because I feel like a lot of our listeners are you know general business owners or people wanting to get into business or just people who want to know mm-hmm. more about you know how do they get started so we will deep dive into all of that as well so I was while I was researching some really interesting um, numbers came up um, so according to a recent study conducted in 2022 the number of women-owned businesses in India has increased by 20 percent over the last five years okay wow. that is yeah that is a significant yeah, that's quite a bit yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, so some of the biggest names, and we've all heard it in the market, like Nike, Moby Quick, Mama Earth, Zivame, Shopkoos. These are just a few to name, but there are tons of others. When I went through the list, I was like, wow. And all of them <laughs> are big. Everybody knows about them. Everybody, um, you know, is aware of them. And so these are all women-owned um, businesses. So this was significant, and th- now this is the other like yay moment. This was significantly higher than the rate of increase in men-owned businesses, which have only grown by ten percent during the same period. So I was like, wow, okay, that's. A I lot. think that's probably like a low base effect, right? Like, I mean, you've always had more men doing it, so the yeah. increase, the increase would probably be not so much. Okay, cool. So maybe the <laughs> just to make us feel better about ourselves. <laughs> But hey, I'll take anything. (laughs) So, you know, and the male versus female dynamics has been discussed for years, right? However, this episode, I just wanted to make it clear, is not directed towards like male bashing. But instead, I wanted to highlight some of the real struggles that women entrepreneurs face due to issues that really cannot be ignored if you think about it, you know, like uh, the mindset towards women's education in a country like India or any third world country for that matter, I feel. Um, social expectations of women, um, gender-defined roles and expectations. I feel like this. these are some things that, you know, we just can't ignore when you're thinking about women in general going into business. We cannot ignore the fact that all of the above have actually transformed. You know, it is changing. I do see a lot of changes. Of course, I gave you guys the numbers in the last five years. So there is definite change in the last few years. And encouraging and that's encouraging women to take this, you know, dynamic and individualistic step towards owning their own business. So there has been a lot of change for sure. While things are now changing, there's still several challenges that women face, like lack of social support, discouragement when it comes to advancement in education, lack of mentorship, um, social responsibilities, and the natural path of obviously childbirth and, you know, getting married. And, uh, and that's obviously caused a lot of women to put their careers on hold. Um, so then today we're going to be talking about how can women rise up, you know, to this. And that's why we have you lovely two women. One of them is actually, Akriti is actually a mother now. Sorry, I don't know how old <laughs> yeah. is. So we've got, you know, some real life experience that we can bring and we can talk to women who are maybe struggling with that or not sure. And today that's what we're going to be talking about. So here is the stack story. And some of the one of the first questions that you know I wanted to ask you girls, you kind of answered it, but we'll still go deeper into it. So, you know, the first question is what actually motivated you to go into business and not just stick to like a nine to five job? Was there like a motivation to that as a woman? Did you feel like maybe you'd have more flexibility? What really motivated you? Yeah, I mean, I think it was um it was a little bit exciting, you know, to to come back and do something that you really want to do. Like what excites when you wake up in the morning, what is it that 
gets you going. Yeah. And I think um, for me, when I came back, one of the things was just having something of my own okay. um, to kind of structure the way I want and um, helping people meet some kind of a need, right? Or like fill some kind of a gap. Um, and so the just the thought of that was very exciting. It was obviously a little bit daunting as well. Like, you know, will I be able to do this? Like, can I actually start something from scratch? Which is why when I thought of doing something, it was always, okay, I'm going to try and find someone who I can do it with, right? Like that was my, uh, the, the the thought that I had from the very beginning is I don't know if I can do this on my own, which is what I'm sure a lot of people feel. Yeah. Um, and so that's why it was like a journey and a hunt to find someone who I can do it with, which is when I met Rashi. So really to answer your question, it is, it was just what, what excites me, what gets me going, what do I want to do um, that makes me happy every morning. And that's kind of what this was, is to like start something of my own. Which nice. me. And I think it was the same for, for Rashi as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, I've always wanted to do something of my own. I, not to say that, you know, you can't love yeah. Um, yeah. a job that you're in. I think that's also a very, very viable career. Of course, yeah. yeah. I think today, given it's not the job market that was 25 years ago, right, when our parents were working. Yeah. So I think you absolutely can. It's just that um, for me um, and Akriti, it just happened to be that um, building a brand, we both have always wanted to build something, grow something where you're kind of um doing it from the ground up yeah um so that really was the idea and I do think that the um the fact that I was a woman and that uh, having my own business would give me flexibility in life yeah. is definitely something that was subconsciously built in yeah I don't think it was something I actively thought about but I think yeah. it is something that was built in from my family and like, you know, experiences, talking to people, etc. So I won't say that that's not, that didn't play a part. I think it yeah. did. It definitely did. Yeah. But I love what you guys said, because I feel like a lot of people, when, you know, you think about why do you want to go into business? Um, they may think of things like, oh, I'll, you know, be my own boss and I'll have flexibility and I'll be able to take holidays when I want, which are all perks that come. Yeah, that with, doesn't happen. With running a business. You never take, it definitely doesn't happen. never <laughs> taking a holiday. I know, look at us. Happens, so that's the wrong reason. Yeah. Look at us doing this podcast on a Saturday morning at 11 a.m., right? <laughs> so, but no, but I feel like what you said is so important. It's like, you know, when, when your passion is driven towards creating something, building something, actually, like Akriti said, finding that gap, actually, like, oh, this is what I would like. And then running with that, I feel like then you're not so disappointed if you don't get to have those holidays or you don't get to have that flexibility. Because if that is your focal Absolutely. point... <laughs> then it may be disappointing for you because it does not always happen. I feel like women entrepreneurs or any entrepreneurs are constantly sacrificing their personal life, their personal holidays, their personal time for their work, you know, and it's um, it's just how it is, at least in the first few years. Yeah, yeah. and honestly, even from, like, yeah. in the beginning, you're also sacrificing money, right? Like what you could make yes. in a nine-to-five as opposed to what, I mean, there are a lot of downsides to being one. So I think it's important to be aware yeah. um, of what, so, and a lot of, like you likely said, like a lot of people think that, Um, so I, I'm part of this mentorship program and I was mentoring mm -hmm. this girl, she's like 16 years, 15 years old, I think a 10 standard or whatever. Nice. And I was just asking her what she wants to do. And she was like, you know, I want to own my business. I was like, why? And she was like, because then no one can shout at me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was just like, you know, let's, let's rewind. Because she was like, my brother was telling me if I do a job, then, you know, people can shout at you if yeah. you make a mistake. Um, But in your own job, you can't. And then I can be my own boss. And I was just like, let's just rewind. <laughs> Aww. like I don't think that should be yeah yeah but, but yeah but so you know I've noticed that with younger people as well especially with India like I said like you know we come from this very business driven culture as well all our parents had business like you know family-owned businesses I did an episode actually the last time about family-owned businesses and how it's changing now if you look at especially in urban cities a lot of our parents had business like they came from business background so it was just inevitable yeah. oh yeah I mean I'm going to have a business like my parents came from a business yeah. No? Yeah, uh, yeah it's kind of ingrained yeah yeah so you just come with I think yeah, yeah this is the path that I have to take but like I love what you girls said it's very important to be passionate about it because only then is it actually going to be sustainable and you're going to enjoy it right you're going to wake up every morning and feel mm -hmm. like yeah this is what okay. I want to do so then girls what inspired I mean again you'll answer some of these questions in the beginning but 
uh, white jewelry and do you think that there are some industries more suited towards women rather than men i mean i kind of already know the answer to this but is there any reason why you guys chose jewelry was that the dynamic that was there as well like you understand women better because it's jewelry i think um no i think it just happened to be a gap that we found having um so as a woman obviously you interact with things that women use more yeah i think that's just normal right men would interact more with things men use and so that's fine and then you kind of see tend to see gaps more now i'm talking about consumer businesses obviously there's you know the b2b is a massive sort of yeah thing and that's a different play um but in consumer businesses i mean you'll tend to notice gaps in things you use most um so i think that's why um we did um you know venture into that um and then obviously what we liked and things like that but um i i think in terms of industries that are better suited to men as opposed to women or vice versa mm. i think from a skill perspective or from a competency perspective i don't think that holds true okay um if we're just talking about absolute you know sort of uh, not keeping the environment in place uh so from an education scale competency things you can hack like people think right that men tend to be better at math yeah or, <laughs> or better at science I, i like that's just not true like when i was giving my uh, i remember when i was taking the gmat and i spoke to a teacher and you know, my ex teacher and i just told her what i got and she's like but how did you do so well at math yeah and i just like <laughs> i don't know why she's like so like, women don't do well at math i think oh. you know just no this is not true Yeah. Right, so none of this is true. But I think what is true in India, especially, is that the environment in certain industries maybe is not there yet. Yeah. In terms of um, you know, having women being a very integral part, uh, yeah. which I do think is changing, but it is a little bit slow. So, for example, working in a factory. Yeah. Or um, real estate. Yeah. Um, all things women can do, but environment not as conducive unless yeah. your family is already in it. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So if your family owns a real estate firm, easier mm. for you to do it and lead it and do a fab job. But yeah. for you to start something in the construction and real estate, maybe not the best idea. Just yeah. given the current environment. Yeah. So I think that's just the truth of the matter, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just fact, and you know that. I mean, I feel like a lot of women can get offended and say, "Oh my God!" But women can do anything, and yeah, you can. But I mean, it's not really the truth because you are going to go there. Like, and why do you want to make your life that much harder? It's hard. That is, yeah, that is true as well. Yeah, for sure. Like, you know, and in fact, what yeah. what I yeah. just realizing is, um, Liz, when you mentioned the jewelry industry and being a woman, and so you're just in in, in just being a woman, you're inclined. I know what you're going to say, yeah. But yeah. I'm actually thinking now that it's crazy because. The jewelry industry in India is actually male dominated. Yes, like you have so yes. many in every part of the jewelry industry, right? From the yeah. market, like if you go into Zawadi Bazaar, it's just men. Like men. when Rashi and me go into the market, it's like a daunting experience. You know, like yeah. we have we are like hustling crowds of just men. It's just men everywhere yeah. in the stores. Yeah. If you go into like uh, my dad's office, which is in Bharat Diamond Bars, again, everyone is a man. man, right from the person selling, from the guy trading, from the brokers everyone's a man there's very few women you only have like people the assortment like people who are sorting the diamonds is primarily women yeah so interesting um, that is why i asked the question actually akriti because i wanted women yeah. to know that it doesn't necessarily have to be like you know you may be surprised like you said when you walk down there you're like oh my god it's all men how am i going to be able to interact with them or do this or you know source for products and stuff like that but it I don't think it matters at the end of the day. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You figure out your way. You know, like yeah. as long as you have what you want to do as your end goal, you figure it out. You're able yeah. to kind yeah. of manage everything. Yeah, perfect. All right. So then, what were some of the challenges that you guys faced, guys? And I know that you guys have been growing very rapidly in the last four years. So, what are some of the challenges that you think that you face? And this is not like as women or whatever, but just like as you know, normal entrepreneurs. And I'll go into like uh, other stuff as well later on. Yeah, I mean, I think that there were. It's kind of twofold, right? Like one was industry specific, which is just um. trying to get people to understand the concept of lightweight 18 karat gold jewelry right yeah. um so it's more specific to just our concept like trying to explain to an auntie that you don't only have to wear big diamonds small diamonds are okay to own you're it's okay to enjoy wearing lightweight jewelry that's 
kind of affordable and everyday so that changing that mindset getting people to understand that um in fact that's a challenge that we've not yet overcome it happens every time we do an exhibition we have questions that are just like but ye to bahut chota hai and i'm like yeah then this is and that's yeah. what when we started stack also we said we're not for everyone you know yeah. we're just for people who are looking for this aesthetic so i think that was one of it the mm-hmm. other industry specific one which we already spoke about was um the fact that it it was definitely difficult and i remember the first time we we wanted to go get chains you know for just our necklaces and bracelets <laughs> and we were very specific in the type of chain we wanted like we wanted yeah. it to be very very delicate yeah but the entire market is just male dominated and they were just not taking us seriously like they thought we were just crazy two girls who've come here just looking to buy like a you know a chain for like fun they just didn't get that we're trying to start a business and we want this kind of chain and we want you to supply to us and to try and get that relationship has taken us years in fact yeah. we were not even able to do it ourselves like we needed a support system to help us try and get the you know yeah. message communicated yeah. so i think being taken seriously in an industry which actually is pretty <laughs> male dominated was 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 a little challenging for us um and i think just from a from a business point of view right mm. what what we're still what we're still struggling with and i think people we speak to all face the same thing is just hiring and building a team like the and alice i know you you've dealt this you've dealt <laughs> this without like you experienced it it's just it's yeah, you've so gone hard the full to, journey with that i think <laughs> exactly exactly to put I've, together that team and then covid has not helped at all right it's just made it harder to get that spirit going to get people together to that feeling of community to build that um is is definitely not easy and then when covid hit it even it got way harder because then there was the work from home and there was the distance yeah. and yeah. all of that which is now kind of trickled even without covid it's kind of now just trickled into the work life balance now work from home is kind of a culture right yeah so i think that has been that has been another sort of challenge that we faced at stack yeah i know that this is an hr podcast because every single person i speak to has issues with like hiring people yeah i feel so guilty because i'm like oh my god i'm right here but i i completely understand what you mean i feel like <laughs> you know um with startups as well like like you said you're giving you you you're sacrificing a lot of money your time you're not really sure whether it's going to work you don't want to invest in like you know hiring very um senior people and sometimes you don't even know what you need like do you do you need a social yeah. media Do you just need a person who's like on social media? Unless you try and test it out, you don't really yeah, know absolutely. what yeah. works for you, which can be very frustrating because you know. And I and I I always say to like entrepreneurs or like founders of like smaller businesses, and I am one. I'm only a you know we only have ten people in my team, and I've been doing this for such a long time. And it is very very hard to find people who resonate with your culture, your brand, who have the same vision as you. And with smaller businesses, it's hard to. um reinforce that vision constantly right you either get somebody who gets it or sometimes you get someone and it's like wrong and then i feel like because there's so much time invested and also we are probably very nice people we want to keep trying <laughs> to make it work with someone that you know it it's just not working with because we're like oh we've invested time to like hire this person let's give it another month let's give it another month and i've said this so many times that you know i feel like that's something that i think all of us do very wrong if someone's not working out within a month i think it's better to just let them go rather than you know wasting your time wasting that because it's just if that person doesn't get that vision of the brand then it's just never going to work out you know and i feel like that's something that people should be a little bit more um strict about when it comes to uh, building a team so some of the challenges that i also came across are very interesting of course like the vcs and funding campaigns are all run by men of course and you know um, they again yeah. that akriti said as well is like they don't really have so much trust in women because they think oh this person is just doing it as a side business maybe they're not so serious about that it that just gets me like it's just like <laughs> i've had people just ask me things so is it like a hobby and i'm just like no yeah. this is not a hobby oh, like no. what like how, like you know aunties will be like yeah but beta you're just doing this for fun no and i'm just like actually no yeah i'm not doing this for fun there are a lot of aspects of this that are not fun yeah and and so, there may be and there may be women doing something for fun right like oh i this is just something like i i paint you know so i like to sell my painting like to but like but that's a very different like yeah. correct 
yeah, yeah. But I, I know you. And that's why the next challenge is, is biases and stereotyping, right? Like people have against women that, oh, yeah, like they don't take their work seriously. They're not really serious about a career. This is just something that they want to do on the side. And we've heard so many things about like, oh, yeah, she's just married to a really rich person. So she can do whatever she wants on the side. And like, you know, real, real heavy stuff like that. But we're not going to go into this podcast because it would yeah, turn let's, no, Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, like Akhi said, you know, encouragement from family members. And Rashi, we talked about this when we did, um, like when we, I was just introducing the topic to you. And I said, we're very lucky, I feel like we come from urbanized cities where our families or the male, you know, men in our family are more encouraging towards like going out. But yeah, not all absolutely. women in the country probably have that push and that encouragement from their family first. And of course, labeling of women in businesses, I think that is something that comes up quite like a lot you know calling women like oh she's really aggressive or she's really assertive or mm. she's I mean some Hindi words that I don't even want to use that I think women are quite afraid of being labeled as so those are challenges that mm. women you know I feel like ongoing while they even have a business um in the whole scheme of like other stuff that they have to do while they're running yeah. a business, you have your business and then you have Absolutely. all of these other things that are going on which you know take away from it and make it harder Okay, so girls, you know, we talked about like all of these challenges and you've had, you know, more uh, challenges related to like the business or just personally. And I've talked about, you know, just industry wise, what women go through. So how did you overcome them? then? Like what, you know, what was your strategy? What was like your mindset? How did you guys sort of just navigate through that? Uh, I mean, I don't know, Raj, have we overcome them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so challenges have definitely not I been overcome. Just, yeah, they haven't. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> is now when basically, um, I think something has just been over a period of time when, when you show up again and again and again, right? Then people start taking you seriously. I do think it's something that you kind of have to keep doing. You mm. that's that's one part of the business where I think grit sort of comes in, and then you with like vendors and suppliers, right? Like you have to give them proof of concept like you have yeah. to show up and be like we're serious and give them business like at the end of the day whether you're a man or a woman if mm-hmm. I'm giving you good business you're going to take me seriously yeah yeah I think it's just that I think to just a little bit is also just playing uh dumb right and in the sense <laughs> that not acknowledging the fact that this is actually happening not acknowledging the fact that they're not taking you seriously because you're a woman just be like listen forget it like I don't really care be a little bit thick skin in this aspect Mm. and say I'm at the end of the day when I give him business he's not going to be able to ignore me yeah and then just let your work kind of just speak for itself don't get like so ingrained into saying oh but like just because I'm a woman he's talking to me like this and of course it's annoying It, it you know it will make you really angry but to just hold that in a little bit, that emotion a little bit for some time and just do your work, I think helps. Uh, and I also, I, I do think yeah. that one of the one of the big things, right, is like, don't be afraid to take someone else's help. Yeah. Like, don't, you know, you, you have your, everyone has some sort of a network, whether it's friends, whether it's yeah. colleagues, anyone. But like, you, th- that really helps in kind of building and pushing you. Um, and that that's what I mean for for Rashi and me we got lucky we had each other to bounce ideas off you know um, strategize together it's nice to have a partner it's been it's been great to have each other yeah honestly having it done it both ways I will tell you that if you're trying to start off as a solo entrepreneur and I'm sure you know some people have to do it for some reason but if you can avoid it just avoid it at all costs because (laughs) It's just been a world of a difference to just wow. do it alone yeah, and do it with a partner. And, wow. and and I'm saying that from like solid experience, right? It's just absolutely, that's one of the reasons I even exited Gardner. I mean, because I just didn't want to do it alone anymore. Yeah. Because when you're starting, right, there's nobody else who you can hire who's yeah. at your wavelength or who yeah. is at your, yeah. who feels the same way about it. You can hire people, sure enough. I mean, you can, but they're not going to be able to do what a partner will do for you. Yeah. Um, and that's very, very important because otherwise you're living in your own head for the most part. Here you have somebody else to like, just tell you saying, no, I don't think this makes any sense. 
exactly yeah i think that's been the and that's what i mean by also just you know tapping into networks so like for rashi and me it's been great because we we're at that stage where you know like if if i'm seeing something rashi's like you're you're totally crazy for thinking this way it's great like we're able to say that to each other and that's what we live off that's how we are growing you know um and that's what's important like if you're even if you i mean i haven't done it rashi has so she's speaking first hand but, but like even if you are thinking of going ahead and doing something on your own you know have that network of all that group of people who you can speak to you can bounce ideas off who kind of can be your um guiding hand because i think that's very important to have whether you're a man or a woman i, yeah. I don't think sex matters yeah. i think it's just yeah. nice to have that group or that set of people who are with you you know who yeah. who you can speak to or like discuss things with wow i never thought about it at all when i was thinking about how to overcome challenges thank you girls so much like i am someone who also owns my own business and i do it alone and you know what rashi said is so right constantly finding yourself in your own head um asking yourself questions not having the answers and then just trial and testing it and um you know also just tapping into your own network constantly you can't really do everything by yourself having a partner of course the right partner would definitely help a lot like in terms of just you know and it's not about like the amount of work oh, absolutely it's just like the strategizing side of it yeah it's that yeah. good at like yeah. everything yeah. and it's this nice to have like i feel like if i had a partner who was really good like in the business side of things so here is a call out to anyone who wants to be a co-founder like <laughs> side the finance side of like a business strategy i would love it because i'm really good with like the recruitment side and people management and you know client servicing and everything but that yeah. is something that i really really struggle with and i constantly but you know i've found a way to like get help like akriti said get a consultant on board you know talk to people do courses or conferences constantly like the podcast also actually helps with like understanding businesses differently but yeah it would be amazing if i had someone who just came in with their skills and said hey don't do this or do that or maybe we should try that or you know i know of this and this works and let's let's do that it would just change everything so yeah that's a really really good point love it so akriti you mentioned this a couple of times you know like it's not about men or women but my next question is Do you think and again I know the answer to this when <laughs> and women entrepreneurs have different challenges and can you name a few because I feel like a lot of people get into business on understanding that this could be different you know for them and then again it's like that disappointment yeah. that sets in like Rashi said they're like oh you you go then people are like oh but people don't take me seriously and then they take that very personally as a woman you know and uh, that could really demotivate you right you don't want to get into something and two years later feel like oh my god i wasted so much time i feel demotivated i don't yeah. valued enough so what are some like what are some of the you know challenges that you think are different for men and women right now so i think one is i mean it's the fact of life like i think and india that your social um sort of life your social life your personal life your family life or whatever you want to call it um it is definitely it comes on to the woman a little bit more that yeah. even in families that are extremely supportive that yeah. we've had very supportive families but at the end of the day we do look into running the house more when you yeah. have a child the mother which akti obviously will allude to a little bit more from experience yeah. you you are there more for your child um yeah. you are handling the house more you are expected to perform certain social duties i would say a little bit more i think this is just true yeah um if you're if you yeah, have a supportive family of course things can you know be a little bit different but um there are some things that you can't avoid yeah i mean also um, i think yeah so i think that challenge you know i think like naturally also women are just more nurturing right like i mean you you also want to be part of like your family functions and what's happening um you know constantly you're just there like you're just like always involved in like all the decisions that have been made by the family and all of that so that's just something that comes comes through like naturally as well yeah i mean i think that and also just um the whole yeah, guess, you know yeah. being a mom and running the house i think that is another very big like it comes naturally I, i honestly do think it comes naturally to us yeah. like i see my husband and me right like i for him there's there's no question of a choice like he will wake up in the morning he'll spend his morning with his daughter and then he will go to office like there's yeah. no 
question of can I go to office today or not? Like, yeah. like that just doesn't arise. Yeah. But I, for me, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, okay, this is her day. I want to spend and I want to, you know, like if I have to take her to school or if I have to do a class, like I want to be part of that. So like how can I balance out being there with her and yeah. um, going to office, right? So that that having to make that choice just does come on us for some reason. I don't know. Like it's just part of us, I think. Yeah. And I think the other thing that we've already kind of mentioned before, it's just, um, you know, initially, sometimes you're not, not taken seriously and people are just like, okay, let me talk to your manager. <laughs> right? When you're just like, no, there's no manager, it's me. Yeah. Um, so you yeah. talk to me. Yeah. Um, so I think that exists, but I do think things are changing, to be very changing, honest. Changing, yeah. On both yeah. fronts. Yeah. Um, I think men today, like, are more supportive. I think they're willing to take more responsibility at home. Um, I mean, I know my husband is like that and I know a lot of other people are like that as well, right? It's yeah. it's a slow process, of course, and it's very foreign, right? I mean, it's not something yeah. that they've seen also. Yeah. The, the fact that they're willing to sort of step in and be like, no, actually, you don't have to do all of this. Yeah. I'm never... I would also say that women have a big part to play in that, right? Like we're always, beca- and you know what you said, Rashi is amazing because we have role models, right? We've always seen the the male-female dynamic in our parents being yeah. like that. Like men go to work, women take care of the house. So I also feel like women sometimes we're like, uh, we step up more. We're like, oh, I'll do it. Oh, I'll do it. Because that's just how we've always Yeah, had. absolutely. Yeah, yeah definitely. are changing now. I feel like men also. And I, I feel like with men, they're like, oh, well, you're doing it. So I didn't ask kind of thing. So you can't even blame them. Yeah. Like, oh my God, this world. But I see a lot of shift and I put down a couple of points that have encouraged women to sort of, you know, go into business or do things by themselves. One is obviously subsidized education, which we've had for a very long time. But now there are more and more mm. schemes for like women education, especially in rural areas, which has encouraged women to mm. obviously get an education. There are also collateral free loans for women with the government now called the mm. Pradhan Mantri Mudra Yojana and stuff like that. And then there is 20 mm. lakh women um like a loan that you can get to start off your new business uh if you're in agriculture manufacturing microcredit retail stores or small enterprises so that is something that a lot of women mm-hmm. don't know so if you go to like an indian standard bank um you know they do have mm-hmm. loans that you can take as a woman on like very very low interest rates it's all in for you know encouraging women of course social mm-hmm. media cannot be ignored with the amount of women empowerment um you know, content that's there, web uh, communities and all of that, just encouraging women constantly to like step out of their comfort zone, you know, take that and you don't have to give up your personal life and you don't have to be like single and not have a family to be successful and be career oriented, right? You can have both of them. So that's a lot of like messaging that's going out. I also feel like safer cities for women is something that we it's so underrated. We hardly ever talk about it when it comes to, you know, encouraging women to get out. The safer your city is, the more lighting there is, the more the roads are safe. Yeah. More women are actually going to go out and do stuff. Otherwise, you know, they are going to feel uncomfortable. Of course, sexual harassment at the workplace is now taken very, very seriously, which I feel makes yeah. it safer to actually yeah. go out and you know not only start their own business but just like you said you know going into male dominated areas as well where maybe they have to source and this only doesn't happen with jewelry right there's clothing there's ju- there's yeah make- absolutely yeah and a lot of yeah and all of them are made- I mean, it's almost everything yeah yeah for sure and of course the more women we have in businesses the more women are going to be encouraged to get into businesses and you know definitely I- and i think the yeah, and I think it's communities, right? Like you mentioned, there are a lot of communities out there that we don't even know about um, that have like a lot of women. It can be like a WhatsApp group. It can be yeah. different things. So, for example, we were last year, I think, featured on um, her story. Like a... Yeah. Uh, uh, I saw it's that. Like a your story sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And, um, we were featured on that. And by virtue of which now we are part of a WhatsApp group of like 100 women. Oh, wow. Um, and it's so amazing because you kind of keep getting these messages of different amazing things that people, women are doing. There's always been this narrative that women are not nice to women, uh, right? And which, like, God knows why. Uh, and I've seen it happen, of course. But yeah. um, but it's so nice and uh, heartwarming to see that. And the, these women will post stuff about themselves about and prop up other people. Like, I found so many things that I would like people to just post a problem and someone's so, so ready and willing to provide a solution. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just step out and do it. Um, so I think it's communities also women that you don't know, right? This, 
you realize are just there which you somehow can be a part of and they're very very kind Absolutely. and that really helps in yeah. a time where you know things are not always so kind yeah and going back to what akriti said you can't do everything by yourself it's great to have a network it's great to be part of these communities yeah. then it always really really helps and you have to take initiative you have to reach out you also have to be active on of these communities yeah. and when you're going to get back you have to give to sort of get back so then girls my last question to you guys is because this is you know going on like i feel like whenever we talk about women we can go on and on and on and on and i love the topic so i know that you know it's it's something that we can always deep dive into so then you know imagine like this young person this woman who wants to get into business what are then one of the like let's do one most important thing that they should keep in mind before they get into business and what is the one tip that you would give them you know when they're starting their own business for me i think it would be you know just you you have to just do it like if you have something in in mind that you want to do um you know don't spend months thinking okay will i be able to should i do it should i put together like strategize it take months and months just i mean you have the idea obviously try and build a plan around it but the only way you will learn is if you just get down and do it and it's okay if you fail there's there's nothing wrong you you may fail um you may change completely change what you started with and you may start doing something completely different that's okay but you'll only be able to learn after you've actually started doing it so just get your hands dirty you need to just start okay <laughs> good okay yeah uh, i mean i agree i think it's basically i think it's basically action over thought i think yeah. that's the messaging and in a it can be in a small way i would recommend doing it in a small way um mm-hmm. so that you're just yeah. testing getting your product market fit and then you can of course you know if it like she said if you need to pivot you pivot if it fails it fails but at least you know yeah uh, another thing that i would do which is a little bit from you know my first experience of owning a business is when you're doing something right it's great to you know like we spoke about earlier like you have an idea you see a gap to just go for it which is fantastic but also there is merit in doing a little bit of research and understand what is my total addressable market it's called tam right mm. like mm. how big is my pie like yeah. with green tea for example right like i realized that yeah. there was a very while people loved it there was a very mm. small segment of people that were willing to pay the pay price that money yeah for something that was better because yeah. they didn't care like india is very clear that i like green tea but it's primarily to lose weight and i get it in at a cheap price from tata and that's what i care about which is fine yeah. but that means that my total addressable market is very small so do i want to get into something that's like that i think it's important to say that okay i have this need and i see this gap and i would love to wear this but are there enough people out there who feel the same way yeah so i know you can't undertake like a nielsen research report but you can talk to people today there are tools like survey monkey there are different things yeah. that you can yeah. send out to people and understand what you're getting into before you're getting into it so i think it's a combination of thought and action yeah. right you don't want to just jump into something where the market may be very very small and only i love it it's not doesn't make sense i love that that is such a like like that's great advice i um, do remember when i was starting my recruitment agency rashi and you know we're talking about encouraging men and i always run everything past my brother cuz i think he's uh, <laughs> definitely the business you know uh, acumen in the family mind yeah from him um so i said to him i said you know i want to start this recruitment agency and i want to work with startups and he was like okay tell me you know which are your, like which are the startups that you like and i was like oh you know prop shop 24 blah 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 and he was like why would they come to you to hire people when they already have such a standing you know in the market everybody knows them they're probably receiving tons of resumes almost every day anyway and that made me realize that i had to offer not people because that was easy for people to find i had to offer a service that would make the whole process smooth and that's why mm. i focused more with lizlin careers on the service that we provide you know the constant client calls the client briefing the you know i remember when i had started um, hiring for my the startups they didn't even have job descriptions at that time because they didn't mm. have human resources people and i was like you know i yeah. like making the whole mm. process really smooth by doing all of the interviewing and- the scheduling of interviews the negotiations of salaries which we still do 
and a lot of now yeah. now I work with a lot of bigger brands they come back to us and they're like you know we'd like to do we can do the negotiation ourselves we'll do the documentation ourselves so we've had to evolve now from okay now hmm. who are we now so now i've realized yeah. that bigger organizations were people who are just providing numbers in terms of people but with our smaller brands we still have to focus on service because that's what they need so again I love what Rashi said about really understanding your market and whether there is that need. And if you have to adapt according to like, you know, your new um, clients and what you do, then yeah, you, you'd make that decision and then you change accordingly or you stick to what you're doing and then expect, you know, and just take the hits in terms of whatever that industry has to offer or the yeah. you know, shortcomings of that industry. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that you will evolve regardless. You know, yeah. like when you when you start something, it'll never be just what you started with. You will always just evolve. Your business will evolve. So, you have yeah. to be okay with that. You have to be okay with that change and the fact that you will grow and it'll be different. It'll be different from what you started. You have to be okay with that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, girls, thank you so much. I also want to announce something before we head off for like all our listeners today. Um, but, you know, this was really, really good to just catch up with two women who've obviously had um, started from scratch. But it was so much, so many things that you guys brought up that I didn't even think about. Number one, I just want to go through it very quickly, was how important having a partnership could actually be if, you know, you are not sure if you have all of the skills, um, the attitude of just going for it and like going back and back and letting people understand that you are serious about what you're doing. Again, what Rashi said, you know, don't take things too personally. Um, just, just understand that that's just how things are. What Akriti said about just, um, you know, being resilient and being like passionate about something before getting into it and not just getting into it because, um, oh, I, I think I'll have time off and I think I'll have, you know, flexibility. All of that comes in, but much, much later on, you know, once you've got like some structure in and then the final thing that Rashid, such a great point is to really know your market and understand if there is actually a market. You may love doing something, but if it, it if there's no one to buy it and no one interested, then you're again going to be disappointed about it eventually. As I was saying, I hope we encouraged a lot of young women and I know that a lot of them are very, 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 very afraid to like, you know, like they feel like they don't have any support. They're like, oh, this is easier you know, why change, like what's going on? I'm happier, doing, like I'm happy doing what I'm doing right now. All of that. But, you know, like Akriti said, just go for it. Try it. Like what have you got to lose, you know? One, two years of your life, but at least you'll know, you'd give it a shot and you'd be like, yeah, I can do it or I can't. So thank you girls for coming on and sort of giving us all these amazing tips. Thank you, Liz. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Always a pleasure. Before we go and we started to do this with our podcast, I'm going to be announcing that we are doing another contest and this is going to be, we're going to be choosing two winners um, from, but we'll do something on Instagram where we'll ask you to maybe listen to the podcast and, you know, pick out a couple of things that you really liked. And we're going to pick out two winners that get a gift card worth 15, 1500 a minimum spend of 15,000. So that is quite a huge amount if you're looking to buy some nice jewelry. And I love, love, love the jewelry on the Stack website. So please check it out. And of course, we'll, you know, put all of this content up and we'll give you the link to the website and everything so you can go and check it out. But thank you everyone for listening in and thank you so much, girls. Have a good weekend. And yeah, everyone should you know too. that we have a good weekend as well. So thanks a lot, ladies. Have a great weekend. Thanks, thanks. Bye, See you. Thanks, Bye. Bye. Bye.